Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. My name is David Vignola, your gracious host. This week, we're at episode 30, the big 3-0. And this week, I'm going to answer the question that I got at least once a week for many months now. Hey, Dave, which two third-party plugins would you get first? Or which two third-party plugins would you have in your collection if you had to only choose two? We're going to talk about that today. I'm going to tell you the two types of plugins that I would have, give you some recommendations, and kind of tell you why I would choose these two. So sit back, relax, get yourself a cool drink, and let's talk about some third-party plugins and which two should you own right here on the Home Recording MadeEasy.com podcast. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. This is episode number 30. My name is David Vignola. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule and listening to another episode. This week, the topic is which two third-party plugins should I get first? I get this question at least once a week in an email or a question that is paraphrasing that means this. In other words, hey, what two plugins do you recommend? Which two should I get first? I've never bought third-party plugins before. What are your two favorite third-party plugins? That kind of thing. So all kind of falls under that umbrella. And I'm going to answer this for the uh, this time for you guys so you guys know what I think and maybe what you may want to check out. But before we get to that, I want to say a couple of things. First and foremost, um, we're at episode 30. I'd like to know what you would like to see or hear from or what topics you'd like me to cover in upcoming episodes of this podcast. If you could send me an email to info at homerecordingmadeeasy.com and let me know what your ideas are. Have there been some topics in the first 29 episodes, and this being episode 30, that I have not covered yet? It could be anything, mixing, mastering, recording, making money with your home studio, anything that's studio related or studio business or music business related, I would be glad to cover. Send me an email and let me know. I want to make this podcast tailored to my audience. So I want to know what you want to know. Let me or help me help you. Okay, send me an email. Second, if you could, if this podcast has helped you in any way and if you're enjoying it every week, if you could leave me a five-star review, like, share, subscribe, and all that other happy stuff because it really does help me. And the more active that you guys are as far as the podcast goes, the more I'm willing to create and be able to help you. So that is second and third, but certainly not least. Stick around to the end of the episode. I'm going to give you guys a couple of free gifts, especially if you're new here and this is the first time listening you can always go back and listen to the, all the other episodes in the archive right on the podcast page at homerecordingmadeeasy.com. There's a link at the top of the page called Podcast. You'll be able to listen to the current episode, and there's a big orange button that'll give you access to all of the episodes, free of charge. Okay? So, here we go. What two party, what two, what two third-party plugins would you get first? Well... If you're starting with stock plugins and you don't have any third-party plugins, the two things that I would tell you to get first, especially if you're looking to do more of an analog kind of a sound, which is what most of us are going for today and what I kind of specialize in, then I would say absolutely a tape machine being the first plugin. And we'll talk about some specifics in a minute. And then secondly, a channel strip of some kind. Okay, so let's start with number one, the tape machine. There are many tape machine plugins on the market. Okay, I have reviews of a bunch of them on my um, YouTube channel, you can check them out. But some of my favorites, the ones that come to mind, the ones that I use all the time are Slate Digital's VTM, Virtual Tape Machine, wonderful tape machine. The Waves Kramer Tape, another great tape machine. The Waves Abbey Road J37, another great tape machine. 
And then the, if you're a universal audio user, the universal audio Ampex multi-track tape machine, or even the ATR 102 is an awesome tape machine as well. I use those on the master bus all the time. Now you may say, well, why a tape machine? Well, a tape machine is going to do a lot. It's, it's a, a tape machine really acts as three different plugins in one in my mind. And I teach a lot about this in my mixing course, mixing with analog style plugins made easy. And I've also talked about this on live streams and in other videos before. Where I think of a tape machine is really three kind of plugins in one. It's a saturator, tape does saturating. It's a compressor and it is an EQ. Okay, and you can, we won't talk in great detail about why those three things are, but they are. And so when I think about my first third party plugin, I wanna think about something that's gonna give me some of that nice analog saturation, nice gentle compression on the low end, on the top end to warm things up, to round things out, to take things that sound brittle and digital and kind of give them that warmth. Tape is wonderful for that. Now, which one you pick, it really doesn't matter. All the tape machines sound a little bit different. I encourage you to go demo them on the manufacturer's website. You could demo all of these plugins, but the ones that I mentioned are the ones I use all the time and the ones that you've seen in any of my uh, mixing courses on the website or any of my live streams or any of the, the content that I provide every month, mixing content for the MixingMadeEasy.net members. If you're a member of that, you've seen me use all those tape machines, but a tape machine would be number one. So if I was getting into the third-party plug-in world racket, as it were, I would say a tape machine, that's number one, okay? And then the second would be a channel strip. So if you know anything about me or been following my mixing for any length of time, you know I love to mix with channel strips. And I'll talk about why in a second, okay? But I would have a channel strip of some kind. I actually would have multiple channel strips, and I'll talk about why in a couple of minutes. Okay, channel strips are another wonderful thing. Now, channel strips are great because they're really several plugins in one, one plugin window. You usually will have some kind of a low-cut and high-cut filter, filtering section. You will normally have a gate of some kind. You will normally have an EQ of some kind. And in some channel strips, they give you choices of multiple EQs. And then you'll also have compression. So you really have four different plugins inside of one plugin. And then some channel strips will even have additional things like transient designers and DSers. They'll have the preamp emulated in the channel strip. Um, <coughs> excuse me, I said transient designer? Yes. So those are all in one plugin. So they're very convenient to use and they have their own signature sound to them. So it makes mixing much easier in my mind and it makes the mix kind of glue and come together in a very analog way very easily. So there's three reasons why I would pick these two kinds of plugins. Number one is it makes digital records have a sense of warmth. So most things that are recorded in home studios and such are all recorded digitally today, usually through through inexpensive uh, preamps and audio interfaces. Normally, most people have an audio interface that's usually less than five or 600 bucks. That means that the plug, the preamps and those things and the circuitry and the quality of the componentry is not very good. You kind of get what you pay for and you're recording into some kind of a DAW. You're probably not recording it through a hardware preamp or a hardware EQ or a hardware compressor. So you're having a very digital sounding um, recording, which is totally fine. There's a lot of benefits to that. But when you record a whole record like that, um, it gets very digital. So tape machines and channel strips are going to help warm those up and give it more of an analog feel. Giving uh, tip number two or reason number two is having tape machines and channel strips used in a mix will also give the mix a sense of cohesiveness and glue 
Okay, we use that word glue where the kind of mix kind of comes together and kind of squeezes together from a compression point of view and sounds like it belongs together. Tape machines and channel strips will absolutely do that, okay? So it removes a lot of the digital kind of, you know, sterileness of the recording. It gives it a sense of cohesiveness and glue. And the third reason is they sound like, and it will make your mix if you know how to use them, these plugins, um, it'll make them sound like commercial releases due to the fact that most commercial releases that you hear on the radio today are done in analog studios. And all your favorite records from the last 30 or 40 years were all done in analog studios. They're all recorded through analog gear. Now, you may not have all the analog gear, but if you have good quality plugins that do a really respectable job in emulating that analog gear, your records are going to sound like stuff that you grew up listening to or things that you hear on the radio. Again, Assuming that you know how to use the plugins effectively and you have good mixing uh, skill set. And that's why you're here to get the training. Okay. I'll mention some courses at the end of this podcast again that kind of lend itself to this topic. Having the tools is great. Knowing how to use them is something completely different, but you got to have the tools, right? So those are three main reasons why I think you should have a tape machine and, and channel strips. Now, you may say, and I've said a minute ago, well, I have multiple channel strips. I just don't have one. You may say, well, which channel strip do I get, Dave? Tape machine is six, one, half dozen together. You could buy any tape machine, and it's going to sound relatively the same, not exactly the same, but you could pick anything, and you're going to be in good shape. Where there's a bigger audible difference and a bigger overall sound difference to your mix will be in the channel strip. So I have multiple channel strips multiple ones. I have Neves, APIs, SSL, Focusrites, uh, Abbey Road stuff from the 60s. Now, you may want to say, well, why do you have so many? And I say, well, which, which do you pick? You know, if you have all those channel strips, which ones do you pick for a particular song? Okay. Well, there's a couple of things that I kind of, kind of guidelines that I kind of go by or I kind of, kind of few questions that I ask myself when I'm first listening to some raw tracks and I'm setting up a mix I know I'm going to use a tape machine, but which channel strip I use will depend on a few different factors, okay? If the tracks, let's say, is more of a dance R&B thing where there's lots of samples, digital samples, lots of VST instruments, um, virtual instrument string, string section, virtual instrument horns and keys, and they're not real horns, real keys, real strings, they're going to tend to have a very digital sound. So if I have a lot, if I have a mix that's good, I'm going to be doing with a lot of VST instruments, I may choose something like an 80s Neve kind of a vibe, like a Neve channel strip, like the 88RS. That's going to really get kind of help with that kind of digital flavor. Okay, that's just one example. If I want more of an aggressive sound, more of a mid, uh, kind of an aggressive mid sound for like rock, you know, where I want, you know, I got big heavy guitars, big heavy drums, I may choose an SSL, an E, an e or a G series. The SSL has that kind of mid range forward push. And it's great for rock music. Not that Neve isn't, but you know what I mean. If I want that kind of a vibe, an SSL EQ, um, excuse me, channel strip sounds way different than a Neve channel strip. It's way different. Okay. But if I want like an old vibey kind of a Beatlesque, real warm and fat and gooey, love those words, something reminiscent of the 60s and early 70s, I may choose something like the Abbey Road's Red Consoles or the TG12345. Way different sound than a more modern SSL or a Neve or even an API. Okay, uh, aggressive rock sound, they may actually do an API as well or an SSL. They sound a little different. Okay, APIs I love on guitars. 
Um, so if it's a lot of rock guitars, maybe API. But if I wanted that 60s vibe, I might go with the, wave, with the Waves Abbey Road Collection. The Red or the TG12345, those channel strips are a lot sim more simplistic, have real simple EQs. Normally just a low EQ and a high EQ. They don't have parametric EQs. Very simple one knob style compressors. They don't have compressors with attack and release and ratio and all that other stuff. Hard knee, soft knee. It's very simple. Um, but it has a very distinct sound. So depending on the vibe of the mix, depending on what sound I'm going for will depend on what channel strip I pick. And therefore, that's why I have multiple channel strips. So what's great about the digital world and what's great about a lot of the plug-in manufacturers in these days, you know, year 2021, is a lot of them today are now on subscription-based where you don't have to spend you know, because channel strips can get very expensive where you could spend $300 plus on a single plugin. And if you want to have an SSL, a Neve, an API, a Focusrite, you could be looking at, you know, almost a thousand bucks just for four or five plugins. But companies like Plugin Alliance, where you can pay $20 a month or $22 a month, you have to check current pricing. But in that ballpark, 250 bucks a year, and you have access to all their plugins and you have access to all their channel strips free of charge. And every time they put out a new one, you get it for free. That's a hell of a deal. If you're someone that mixes a lot of music and you want to have an API, a Neve, they have two or three SSLs, a Focusrite, uh, a couple of different Neves. You have five, six, seven different types of channel strips, five, six, seven flavors, very, very distinct and different from each other, all for the price of 20 bucks a month. That's a hell of a deal. I have that. That's great. Um, even waves. I talked about the Abbey road stuff. They're always, always putting their plugins on sale. You could get the waves, the entire Abbey road collection for less than a hundred bucks, two or three times during the course of the year. You could buy each one of the channel strips I just mentioned, even as a single plugin for less than 30 bucks. Right? So for a very minimal amount of investment, you can have a plethora of sounds that are to you have access to, especially from the channel strip point of view. So that's where the subscription-based stuff is really, really helpful. I know a lot of people don't like subscription-based. People don't want to pay a fee. They just want to own the plugin. Well, a lot of these plugin companies, you can do either or. For example, I know Plugin Alliance, you can either pay for the membership or you can just buy the plugin straight out if you want to do that. It's up to you. I, I typically like the plugin subscription because if I don't want to use it anymore. I can just stop paying it and I don't have access to it anymore. I kind of pay as I go. I kind of like that, but that's not for everybody. But most of these plug-in manufacturers have a, a you know, couple different pricing and payment plans based on your specific needs and desires and budget. So you should check those out. So those are the two plugins that I would absolutely have. If you don't have them yet, and let's say you're mixing with third-party plugins, but you don't own any channel strips. Consider channel strip mixing. It really is, um, I think once you do it, you're going to realize how powerful it really is, as opposed to just using separate EQs and compressors on all the channels. A channel strip really makes a big difference. I highly recommend you try it. Most of my students, once they try it, they fall in love with it like I did, and they won't mix any other way. Really, really cool. And if you don't have a tape machine, or let's say you have one tape machine, you know, pick up a second tape machine. They all sound a little different from each other. And you may find on one mix, one tape machine, 
suits you a little bit better than another, or you can mix and match things together so you could develop your own unique signature sound. That's really important, especially in the digital world and in digital mixing, where everyone has access to the same tools in order to stand out. It's how you use them and how unique you can become in the way you use them. That kind of makes all the difference in the world. So those are the two third-party plugins that I would either get first if you're just starting out with third-party plugins and or if you're already using them. If you don't have those things, you may want to check those out. So I said there's a few courses on my website that really, I mean, most of a, a lot of what I do, especially on the YouTube channel, you can see all of these plugins that I mentioned and I do demos all the time. There's lots of live streams and I have a whole playlist of live streams where we're, where we're comparing the same plug-in by different manufacturers so you can hear the difference. A lot of interesting education there. You ought to go check those out. Um, but I also have some courses at homerecordingmadeeasy.com that'll show you how to use these particular plugins in the most effective way to get the most out of them because that's the key. As I said earlier, you can have all the greatest tools in the world, but if you don't know how to use them, it really doesn't matter. So I would highly recommend you check out the course Mixing with Analog Style Plugins Made Easy. If you use third-party plugins at all, you should have that course. It'd be the best, what is it, less than $50 you'll ever spend. It's cheaper than buying a plugin, and you'll learn more than you've ever learned about these third-party plugins and how to most effectively use them. You can also pick up uh, the course Mixing Made Easy Volume 2. That's another great course for more advanced engineers um, or someone in the intermediate level who want to use exclusively third-party plugins and learn how to use them again in the most effective way. And then really, if you really want to get down into the nitty-gritty and you really want to take your mixing to the next level, you may want to consider my mixing masterclass information's on my website, homerecordingmadeeasy.com. That's for the guys that are really serious, you know, really want to really want to start making money with their mixing skills and or they want stuff to really compete with stuff that they hear on the radio. The mixing masterclass might be for you. So those are the areas of the website and the YouTube channel, which is all free, obviously, that you can check out. OK, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, I said I want to give you a couple of free gifts. So let's start off with if you want to go pick up some of the courses that I just talked about, I want to give you a discount so you don't have to pay full price. The coupon code that you can use at checkout is podcast 30. That'll take 30 percent off any of the courses on my website. The ones that I just mentioned, mixing with analog style plugins, mixing made easy volume two. Uh, it doesn't apply to the master class, but if you're interested in the mixing master class, because that's more of an exclusive course email me through the website and I can give you a discount there as well, a little bit different. That's not a 30% discount, but I can help you out there. That's a more high level course if you really want to check that out. So those, you can use that coupon code to go check out some courses. Now, my second thing I want to do for you, especially if you're new here, and this is the first podcast you're listening to, or you stumbled upon Home Recording Made Easy, and this is the first time that you're here, welcome to our family. I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. I want to give you something completely free. I want you to go to homerecordingmadeeasy.com, and I want to give you a free mixing course. It's right on the website. You'll see it right on the homepage, big orange button. You can't miss it, right? Delivered right to your inbox, worth about 50 bucks. It's my gift to you just for visiting homerecordingmadeeasy.com. So until next week's episode, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Once again, make sure you send me your show and podcast episode topic ideas to info at homerecordingmadeeasy.com. It helps me out a lot. And I will talk to you guys next week. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.